0: What is up everybody, Becon here, welcoming you into Quest for 100, episode 5.5, where we are going to talk all about Ready Player One. So be warned, there are spoilers ahead, so if you haven't watched the movie yet, uh, you may want to go watch it first, then come back and check this out, or hey, you may want to check our opinion first before you go watch the movie. Either way, you've been warned, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the Quest for 100. I'm going on an adventure! You may quest the way you like. I will quest the way I like. What? Is a quest? This is the first stop on your first quest. We shall go together. What kind of a quest? ancient seer who helps many on their quest. If it's for the quest, we will do what needs to be done. Will be my quest. For the quest. Your quest. Let us quest! This quest sucks! So I, you know, I listened to Ready Player One, um this last this last year um and it's it's been one of my favorite books not not just not not for necessarily like oh it's the greatest story ever told it is like just jam-packed full of 80s nerd history um and i grew up in the 80s i am a nerd i like history i like nerd history from the 80s i love the book
1: it's some nerd for sure yes major nerd nostalgia. <sighs>
0: With that being said, that exact sigh just came out of my mouth as well. We were jacked for this movie. I mean, we were super pumped. So much pumpage. <laughs> so much <laughs> pump. <laughs> so much pumping, no release. Um Yeah, that's I, a fantastic
1: description of what happened in this movie.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go first because I think your your rage is gonna is gonna gonna go more. I, I've uh, been able to, me. like,
1: slowly release the steam on my rage okay. over the last, like, <sighs> week. Like, yeah, it's been a slow <laughs> release valve, but it has released a little bit on that release valve. So. I
0: i am at the point where I can separate it now and say, here's what I'm going to say. If you have not read the book, please go watch this movie. It It is a good movie. It is a fun movie. You will leave the theater feeling good, feeling like you had a great time that you saw some really, really cool stuff, um, you will feel good about it. If you have read the book, I'm just going to say beware. Um, Especially if you're like me and you read a book and you're like, I want this to be as good as the book. It's not. Yeah,
1: and it's going to be extreme, either complete love or complete hate if you've read the book.
0: Yeah. um, Most people that I know that have really read the book and love the book um, are not fans. They... I think they can do the same thing I'm doing where they're separating they're going it's a great movie but it's not the book and it's almost like they're two separate things at this point in my in my mind that's the only way I can reconcile is to separate these two and say they're not the same thing
1: yeah and we'll have a link somewhere I'm sure or I'm sure West will put up a box around my head somewhere maybe yours about a link to his video at WonderCon where they had a panel on ready player one and, yeah. and they talk a little bit about it, right? They talk oh, a little gosh. bit about the differences from the movie and the book and how um, the, the writer of the book kind of took a back seat, because he was such a big fan of Spielberg and was kind of like, Spielberg, you do your thing, bro. Well, the thing was like, that Spielberg man, didn't write the
0: movie. Ernest Klein said a lot. Ernest Klein's the author. And he said a lot of things in that, in that uh, panel that I think a lot of the things he said helped me calm down a little bit about it. He's like, well, it's a different media and you know that, and he was, he was heavily not, I don't want to say heavily involved, but he was absolutely involved in decision-making or at least like giving his blessing on the direction that they went with a lot of things that made me feel a little bit better. However, however, when you watch this panel. One of the first things that comes out of his mouth is how much of a a Spielberg fan he is and how much of his youth and what he does is shaped by Spielberg. And he is unequivocally a Spielberg fanboy. So when you have someone that is your, he, his words, your hero, his hero directing his movie, how is he going to say no about certain things? how is he really going to have the mindset to say like, you know what? That's not my vision. Um, cause it, it's like your ultimate hero, like doing something, how are you going to say no to it? And so that's the part of that interview process thing that I had a problem with is I'm like, dude, it's your, like, it's your idol. Yeah. Like what were you going to do? Tell him like, no, I'm not okay with you giving away this secret. I'm not okay with you letting everybody know that H is really a, a black woman and you put it in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and if you didn't think that this was going to be spoilers, I already warned you people. Yeah. Sorry. We're, we're well past that. Trailer that just killed it for me when I saw h driving the, the minivan yeah. just so they did get off that line. And I, I'm practicing my Mario Kart, yo! Yeah. Um, Sorry. She's a great actress, by the way. She's, she's
1: fantastic. It has
0: nothing to do with the actors or actresses. Of this it movie. has
1: nothing to do with any person. It has nothing to do with anybody involved except for the screenwriters and the people who edited this film. Um, I think Spielberg came in and did his job and I was really excited for this film because Spielberg was attached to it and he did a great job because he made, he turned this book, which really there's no technology for it. There is no way it should have been, you know, able to get onto the big screen with some of the forward thinking and futuristic stuff that was going on with it. And Spielberg did that and he put it on screen and he made it visually spectacular.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: A hundred percent really cool really great vision for what was going on the problem was in the story being told yep and that was because here's the thing like when i first heard about ready player one um it was from it i actually i got the book in a loot crate oh nice. and so i was like what the hell ready player one let me go check this out um and i started googling it all right i started googling like what the book was what was going on with it and the only reviews I could really find on it were from some of my least favorite people in the world over at another site called Nerdist. And I was like, well, I'm not reading this because I honestly think it'll just, it's a douchey fan service and I don't care. Um, And then I had to move from Dallas to California and I needed a book to listen to for 18 hours worth of driving. And so I decided Ready Player One it is. There's a movie coming out for it. It looked awesome it, at a Comic-Con. I should probably check this out finally. And holy hell, I ended up loving the book. Mm-hmm. I ended up loving everything about the book because it was so well thought out. It was so well done. I loved Artemis' character. I loved Parzival's or Wade Watts' character. I loved I loved H's character. I loved Daito and Show. I loved Halliday. I loved what Halliday put together for the people of the Oasis and Halliday's mindset behind it. All right. And his thought processes on bringing people together who normally would never have met, who normally never would have had anything in common and who socially, awkwardly, whatever it was, would have never been able to encounter each other. And he created a world where people could come in and be heroes, where people could come in and be something greater than they were and have a bigger purpose than they had out in the real world. And to me, that, that meant a lot because I'm a huge gamer. Um, I play a ton of World of Warcraft. I've been playing it for over a little over 12 years now. Um, I still play it to this day. I can't wait for the new expansion of Battle of for Azeroth. I love what this story told. And the reasons behind that, right? Because of Halliday's regrets and his thoughts and everything that he wanted to bring to the world. But he was a game developer. And a game developer in the 80s, where it was a child's toy, a child's plaything, And he was able to create the Oasis, which gave purpose to so many people. Billions. Billions. The whole entire world. He was able to gift them something they gave every single one of them a purpose. And that right there is, like, the I think the ultimate dream of every coder, game tester, game manager, game studio. Yep. I think that's where it all begins, before it and, gets into the dollar processes. And, and Halliday talks about that, you know, and Ernest Klein talks about that in yep. his book and things like that, and the corruption or- that eventually comes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, one thing I want to say is the actor that played um... – the actor that played him, I thought did an
1: Yes an amazing Absolutely job
0: of like because the book really ties into um it doesn't I don't believe it comes right out and says it, but he's on the autism spectrum. Mm. I mean it's pretty it gives you that idea that he is a like he is a genius. For an sure. Absolute uh genius, but he's also on the spectrum there. And I thought his mannerisms and just the way that I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, I like what you're saying about just his direction, his vision, and you know who I think of when I think of this character, I think of Nikola Tesla, dude, like, cause he had this, these great ideas and these, these ways to make the world better that were not tied to making money. Yeah. Um, and very much Halliday was like, had these great ideas about making the world a better, making the world better. And he had no thoughts about, like, I want to, like, profit off of this. Absolutely. Like, he was very much against profiting off of off of it.
1: Because so. that was never his end goal. His, his end goal was not to make a dollar off of it, which obviously is a great side effect. And it's not to have a product that only produces money. He had a product to give life to people who would never normally know it. And I think that's something that gaming does in general. Like, I'm a huge, huge advocate for uh, Child's Play, which is a charity uh, from the PAX, the Penny Arcade folks, that uh, they donate games to children's hospitals and to kids who are terminally ill, to kids with disabilities, things like that, where they, they're they never going to be able to really go out and probably kick a soccer ball or throw a football or do any of those things, but they can still create and live and be a part of a bigger and greater idea and world through games. And I, and I love that this was something that was explored through ready player one.
0: Yeah. Um, I, can I tell you the first disappointing thing for me? So it doesn't even have to do with characters.
1: I mean, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I, Cause I want to break down the characters a little bit. So,
0: yeah. Cause so before we even get to the characters, the first time you see Wade put on the, the Oculus headset, and and he goes into the oasis i'm gonna ask you because you've read the book now what is the first thing that is seen on the screen visually three Uh, words ready ready player player one one. that that's the name of the book and that is the first thing that pops up on the screen before you enter the oasis absolutely and i'm like how do you not like put that on there like that
1: how is that a moment that's missed
0: because that was, like, a huge nerd moment of, like, yeah. every every amazing game that you played, like, way back when in the 80s was always that, like, ready player one? Hell yeah, I'm ready.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, and, 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 get this game going. From anything, going, from right? the big arcades in the 70s to yeah. the home consoles in your lap to the Game Boys and even the phones that we carry, yeah. that is always the first piece. It always has been, and always will be, a big part of games because there is something about that moment where you're logging in to that world.
0: Yeah. So to not have that, I was like, "Oh, come on, dude." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, but let's yeah. talk about the real issue, which was not visual. I, I can even get past the the changes to the um, the changes to the actual tasks. And absolutely. The lack thereof of certain tasks. One hundred percent. I can get past that. Um, I would have loved I would have loved to have the Monty Python reenactment of right. Well,
1: this is a perfect example, right?
0: Shining was the shining part was friggin' awesome. That was actually one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah,
1: and, and this is just a perfect example of one of my biggest issues with this movie was I and I told you guys, I've told you on this show, I've told you on our main show Malice cast. I, I'm I was 100 percent ready for them mainstreaming some of these moments yep. because doing a solving a riddle from Halliday to then go into a Dungeons and Dragons quest on a home world that he's being schooled in is not something that's gonna be fun on the screen. Right. The Monty Python reenactment, the um the, uh, my, what was it? Mind game. Why can't I think of the game right now with, uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, war games, the war, war games reenactment. That stuff is not going to, that's a super niche kind of, uh, audience right there. Yeah. That's not going to be your main movie going audience and that stuff wouldn't have translated well onto film. It just wouldn't have. Yep. Um, and that. I'm a hundred percent behind the changes that they, they had to make something that was more visually striking and more, um, interactive and more personal things like that. And, and something, you know, more recognizable, honestly, you know, yeah. the uh, yes,
0: hotel, that hotel scene was just fantastic.
1: And, and the race, everybody's played a racing game. You know, yep. everybody has seen a DeLorean. Everybody has seen the T-Rex from Jurassic park and King Kong in some way, shape or form, yep. all of that stuff, you know, That's I'm okay fine. with those changes. What I wasn't okay with was the fact that they, they made those things and the idea that that's what Halliday would have put in. And the, the solving of some of those things, that that's what they thought Halliday would have done. And that is, I think, an absolute bastardization of what Halliday was about and his ideas and his thought process that was created in that book by Ernest. And that was my most upsetting piece to this whole movie because there's no way, that Halliday makes it a re going in reverse on a racetrack that would have been found by a troll. The first day they just wanted to screw with the game. Yep. If you've ever played an online game, some asshole is in there to ruin your day. It's why, like, Monster Hunter that we play a ton of, they eliminated the ability for you to hit people while they were carving monsters. Because there are people in this world that wanted to watch the world burn and were monsters, technically. You know, there are just trolls out there. And that, would, that wouldn't that would have been years before that was found. It's bullshit to, for, us to, for you to try to make the audience think that we're that stupid that we needed to believe
0: that. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that.
1: Now the Shining piece, on the other hand, I loved the idea, but the thing was is Halliday wasn't a chicken shit for the most part. He would never have had a horror movie be a part <laughs> of this of this game. And and I loved the sequence. Don't get me wrong. Like I loved the idea of the Shining, some of the zombies, the sequences, yeah. the visuals, and that last dance sequence that he yeah. tried to get back. I that maybe but th- there's no way he would have had a horror movie in his game right right uh, it it upset me all to hell to think that that was holiday uh, would have had a shining but no he wouldn't have
0: it was his favorite horror movie
1: no and th- there's even a point in there where they talk about his favorite uh first person is GoldenEye. he was not a shooter player he was an 80s gamer yeah the GoldenEye well, nintendo been, 64 i do not believe was in anywhere in there
0: yeah i don't remember and if it, I, was, please was, if it, was, it was please correct it was, me please correct it, me it was very small and tacit if it
1: was yeah absolutely please if it was let me know correct us I mean, uh, was, quest for movies my
0: favorite first person shooters of all
1: time but. yeah but once again you know those fan service versus actual like following up yeah. on the character because his favorite game was adventure on the 60 on the commodore so yeah uh or the atari yeah. whatever it was sorry apologize um but it, it just really upset me that they, they thought we should believe that when that was nowhere near the character. The second one was Artemis. Um, actually, mm-hmm. the second second and third were probably tied. Artemis, I was really pissed off that they made her some hussy that was trying to pump information from Wade Watts by rubbing yep. on his crotch and trying to seduce him because yep. that was not her character at all. And I think that's a, that is a very poor way to portray female gamers that they're just out there trying to seduce and, you know, turn and, guys into mumbling idiots because they they can use yeah. you know sex to get what they her, want
0: her character while while wade is super super knowledgeable about holiday lore in the book and the movie artemis is right there with him
1: if not better in most aspects he
0: knows so much about holiday um whereas like Wade, i think of Wade as like the ocd Halliday uh follower like he was like i'm gonna play every single game i'm gonna read every single book i'm gonna watch every single movie i'm gonna listen to every single song he did and he was like i'm going to immerse myself into it whereas artemis just she knew it she was so knowledgeable um she had her own like video cast that she would do all the time and that's how wade and everybody knew who she was because she was this famous avatar that like knew so much about about uh Halliday and would do these these casts and it made i don't know it felt like she was to your point she was using like sex to get an advantage to learn more about something that and it just i don't know yeah you're right it didn't feel right to no. it, it didn't feel true to the character that she was
1: and it didn't feel true to the 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 game and the world that was created in the books because they made her part of a a, a leader of a resistance and yeah. that is not what these characters were. These were kids at home that, once again, had that greater purpose, right? That found themselves doing something bigger than anyone would have ever allowed them to do in society. And the the, the thing is, is the world is so oppressive outside of the Oasis that there would have been no resistance. There would have been nothing like that going on
0: I did, for her I did to like, lead on like that. I did like that they emphasized she was all about, like, not allowing ioi control of of the oasis which is which is definitely that's her
1: that's her character for sure
0: the story absolutely absolutely and she was very intense on that and the moment where wade is like i'm in love with you she definitely goes to that space of like we don't have time to be thinking about this yes like one you don't know who i am you don't know what i'm about but what's more important is this is stopping iowa and she was very much focused laser focused on that yeah, um, and, and, and feeling like Wade was a distraction to her.
1: Also, the not, whole idea yeah. of the gunter and the, those gunters was no clan. And for her to be a resistance leader in a clan betrays she who she what is what in the game. There of
0: information, which did not happen in the book. Like, Way. There, there were little, little hints that were given um, on, on a couple of the quests. But for the most part, it was like Artemis figured out where he went and then she went and did it. It wasn't like he tipped her off, and then that's how she got through. Yeah, no, she figured it out on her own. Yeah, the she only tip like that he
1: gave her high. was to play on the left side. That was it.
0: Yeah, oh, of, for joust. Yeah, yeah. that but was. But like when they found the the tunnel or whatever, she found it on her own. Yeah, they actually met. They were like in the same. And she'd spot been working like, on
1: it for weeks prior yeah. to him.
0: Yeah. So it just yeah, to me it felt like they. They made her character, her character was so strong in the book. And so here's what I think. So they had to take her and make her the one that gets captured by IOI. They made her a damsel in distress. That, that they had to make her the one that's like, act, you know, that's in distress that has to be rescued rather than it being about Wade being self-sacrificing himself and and going there on purpose to be able to infiltrate IOI and create the, you know, and get get to where they wanted to be. Yeah. it okay. made her a damsel in distress, and then it gave her a way out to say, oh, well, since you're in there, why don't you help us out with this? And then she had the moment of, like, I'm going to go and do this. You guys wait for my signal. And then she took, took charge, and it's just – well, the thing was, is the in the they did just kill this hurt the characters to me. It, it w- just betrayed them in, in a lot of ways.
1: I think it would have worked would even have worked. better if they would have, this is a moment where they needed to stay more true to the books was because the whole time that Wade is in there, like being captured and under his surveillance and all those things. And he's part of the, um, the, the service center. She's out there kicking ass, crushing, yeah. solving puzzles. You know, she's out there leading a fight against IOI still, and f- he's in there, you know, trying to figure some shit out and trying to handle business. And why can't she be the one kicking ass and leading the charge and and yeah. fighting against everybody? Like, why does she have to be the one that got captured and the damsel? Like, like I said, that she they made her a damsel in distress, and that is never who Artemis, that character is. Not once. Yeah, and.
0: Anything- can we talk about H real quick? Uh, um, we can talk
1: about H cause I'm going to talk about Sorrento because I and, well, love and, and Og, Og as well. Oh well, God. Yeah. August. Where was Og? Og.
0: Og? Popped up at the very end when he's an instrumental character in the book, but we don't, so we don't have to go there. I'm just going to say they screwed Og. Og was an instrumental in the book. absolutely, I'm helping them finish the, the quest and they kind of screwed him. Um, H here's my problems. They made H's avatar into this, like, bionic, big old, like...
1: Frankenstein monster.
0: Frankenstein, dark-skinned, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Ogre-looking thing Mm -hmm. with a voice-changer thing. So if you've seen the preview and you're like, oh, well, which real-life person would be this big old ogre thing with a voice changed? Oh, it must be the female black woman. Yeah, Like, in the book, white, dark-haired. Mm-hmm is the avatar very much like a backstreet boy. Okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like,
0: like there is, no, when you're reading the book, there is no way that you, you knew that, Oh, this is going to be an overweight African-American female. Yeah. No way, no chance in hell. And it was a huge surprise toward when you get towards the last few chapters of the book. And it's a good surprise. You're like, Oh, hell yes. <laughs> dude. Like,
1: yeah. Well, cause it's also a great tale of why H did that and the character that H created and why H was hiding in that world as that character. Because they talk about her and her mom, they created those characters like that because her mom couldn't get a job in the Oasis with being a black female. That H would have been looked down upon by other gamers being a black female in those characters. And they created themselves as white male avatars to get a leg up in the world. And I think just in the climate of what's going on, and we're not going to dive into politics or anything like that. You know, that's not the show. But why not have an amazing story like that? And it, like it yep. just—they left so much on the table with it, and they worked on the movie long enough. It, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't have put something like that in there because it's so powerful of what it should have been. Yep. So powerful. <sighs> yep. And then Sorrento, um, in the books, I think probably one of the best villain characters, uh, that especially like corporate douchebag villains out it's there, scary. because scary, yeah. absolutely, because he was willing to do anything. He he's the one that killed the 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 stacks that he killed those people, uh, he killed multiple others. He even kills Daito. You know, he orders the killing for Let's Daito. Um, yeah. He does all of these things because he's a ruthless, terrible person run by greed and for them to create another character to go and do Sorrento's bidding because Sorrento is some bumbling corporate moron yeah. and who leaves his password out on a
0: post-it note, like, and then like it gets kicked in the nuts and there's that whole, like, I'm like, Sigh. even the
1: slap in the face at the very end in the cop car. Like they, they turned Sorrento into a three stooges style character. Yeah. And it was that that was my biggest issue. Was this is this is the oasis where it did retinal scans and voice recognition, and he has a password sitting. What the what the, what the, what the like? Whoa! I, I have my stress bar out right here for this reason. <laughs> um, because this was the character that made it made me so angry. Because honestly. After they revealed the password, like being on his chair and things like that, I was ready to w- walk out of the film. This would be my first movie I ever walked out on in my life, and until the shining sequence, I was ready to go. And the shining sequence saved me because, like, that's kind of badass. Um, I'm, uh, all right, that's cool. Um, but then it even killed H's character with this decision because rather than showing how badass of a character H is and being a hacker and being this great computer uh programmer and coder who could have hacked the unhackable rig of Sorrento's because he has all this powerful shit from OG we get a password on a post-it note yeah we get a we get a what could have turned into an ultimate amazing moment for H for OG for Daito and show or even Artemis like let, let Artemis could have hacked it right and instead we get a post it note on a chair
0: it felt like every it felt like a lot of what they did was like not not a lot of it i don't want to say maybe i'm saying this wrong correct so correct me if i'm wrong but it felt like a lot of things just happened by by chance
1: absolutely they they tried to make it feel more like right place
0: right time kind of circumstance yeah. shit and it we, was we, we figured out figured stuff out but even, like, the whole H, like, oh, 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 I saw a picture with with her in it. And yeah. You're like, come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, there me. was no
1: puzzle solving there. It was H, yeah. you know, clinging to life, you know. Like, ah, uh, there's so much wrong with this film. Um, And, and that's the thing. And, 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 you know, a lot of complaining on my end and, you know, one of my things is, you know, we try to be more positive about what we're doing here and things like that. And And honestly – um they needed to make artemis's character a lot stronger because it was a betrayal to her and i'm i'm sorry but if if you're watching this and you were in love with artemis and in the books and you haven't seen this movie and you're watching us right now i I cannot let you go watch this film because i i think they absolutely bastardized artemis um i I I cannot recommend it
0: you know why I'm a big book fan I'm a huge book fan and the audiobook read by Josh Sweden is fantastic It was
1: excellent. My dad who gave Good. no shits about games who you've met the pop the bit the yeah. pop of big Papa Matt on our Father's Day episode he was into this he, he was asking me like did that really happen with those games I was like well not that exact point, but yes you know the you know like my, my dad was on the drive and he was getting into the book
0: so um. The, the thing I love about the Joss Whedon is that he is the vice president of the Oasis. And so he's reading the book and he's talking about himself being the vice president of the Oasis. <laughs> he basically calls himself a douchebag. Yeah, he calls and himself
1: a like, corporate douche.
0: moment where you're like, I love you, Joss. I love you for that right there that you're willing to... Or no, was it?
1: It was Joss, yeah.
0: Yeah. For no, willing... it was Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will. Yeah. Sorry, 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 Joss. Yeah. I, I do love you too but yeah. it's not much <laughs> um, it's because you know justice league um <laughs> 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 sorry sorry i got a little Snyder right there a snide
1: a little remark Snyder there. remark uh oh. yeah, yeah
0: um coming out
1: you know um, the, and the thing is is like I rocks we'll character and like then and then read the book. my and thing was really you fun. had strong characters you had great strong characters in this story that you're, you you still use from the books, and one yep. of the characters who who should not have made it honestly from book to movie was Rock, in my opinion. Gosh. And they sat there and they overdeveloped Rock's character to sacrifice what was really important in that film. And I love T J Miller, I love T J Miller to death, but they could have made something else for him.
0: It was just that was I'm sorry, that character's garbage. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was just dumb. It was really it was really bad. It was really bad. It was really, really, really dumb and really, really bad. Iraq is like this, like very, very small part of the book Char- character that goes to school with Wade and then like rats him out as being like.
1: Parsival. That's what he does.
0: That's being Parsable, basically, basically. And it's like, it's a very, very, very small part of the book. And they give him this like huge part in this movie. And and yet you take a dump on all these other great characters, yeah. and it's just you should have never never existed. And then the whole like, yeah, yeah, it, uh, the Daito
1: and know. Show stuff. Honestly, like if you're gonna use them that little, just don't let just don't have them in the film. In my opinion, um, I would have been okay with those two being written out if it would have meant more time for some of the others to have more character development.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I love them in the book.
1: Yeah, very cool Daito characters
0: and in the book. In the book because. You know, like it was sad when when Daito dies, like literally is is murdered yes. by IOI. He's pulled out of his haptic chair and thrown off of a balcony, and they claim that it's a suicide. Like that's how that's how crappy of a person Sorrento is. Like yes,
1: absolutely. It, it, it like, really
0: emphasizes the evil of IOI and the evil of of Sorrento. Um, they are they are an evil organization that is like if we can cl- control the oasis we c- we can control the world. Absolutely. I mean, it is that intense of a like of a struggle here. It's not just this like we got to fight for the oasis because we love it. I mean, it's like this this matters, and it felt like they didn't make enough emphasis of like this like really seriously matters. And they had the Parsifal per- speech at the end, which was great. And it, it happens kind of like that in the in the book and he says a lot of the same things but when you when you don't have enough of that like evil regime like just coming down at you then how the the more evil the resistance is the more the more the stronger and the good the force of good is but if you just dole down the evil then the good can't be that great
1: 100 percent. the best villains make the best heroes the best villains make the best stories yep. every single time
0: Marvel is so great it's because you got you got you got evil people like dr doom you have magneto you have these like characters that are villains that are just freaking monsters and so you have these good villains that have to match with goodness and and we lost that, and it's yes. just like with having this stupid bumbling Ooh, Sorrento. Yeah, you know, just
1: go and do it know, for me. Know, I don't want to hear how it's done. Yeah, like come on, not at all, not at all. And that's what all happened? I. That's I, I. You know. And here's the thing: like we and I. I just want to reiterate this from the beginning. <sighs> this is a movie you should go see especially knowing that the the changes are there, things like that. If you are a diehard lover of the books, it is tough to watch. It is tough to watch. If you can segment the two, you'll have fun. You'll have a great time. It is visually stunning.
0: Strongly recommend. If you have not read the book yet, watch the movie, then read the book.
1: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Flip
0: flip those. And that, and I honestly, this is one of the reasons that I'm going to start as, as best as I can watching movies first and then reading the books. Because I can't, I can't take another heartbreak like this. I just can't, dude. Like, like I cannot handle it.
1: Yeah, it, it's like, it's I rough. I lose my crap, dude. This one was rough. Like normal other books and things like that, I don't really have an issue. I, I'm okay that I can move past it. Some of them I, I like movies, some of the better than the books. Sometimes this one was really tough because I did get really attached to Ready Player One's story and what it was about because. Um, it's something that I'm, I truly do believe in yeah, that I, I think video games I think video games so are a great thing for people. I, I think games are, are phenomenal for people, especially when they're not overused. Um, but this was this was rough and it, it didn't yeah. keep that tone and that theme alive because even in stuff you know people can talk about like Harry Potter films or a, any any other major franchise that was book prior, anything like that if oh, you, you want, King, but, Lord yeah. of the Rings, all that stuff. but what what they did is they still kept the essence of characters alive. Yep.
0: Yep, you know, yep. they stay true to the characters. Absolutely, and, and if you can at least stay true to my to the characters, then I've I've got a lot more love for it. But when you when you do the when you do the characters dirty, it's hard for me to hard, hard from, for me to
1: it. hard for me to back that horse for sure.
0: But with that being said that's
1: all i got man yeah man and i don't want to end up like i said uh, you know the high note is it is visually stunning it's a fun time if you got kids out there uh, you are going to have a blast with them taking yeah. them to this film because they're going to have all those references from you in the 80s like there's still a lot of that nerd nostalgia in there awesome. and you're going to be able to talk to you know and pass some of that knowledge on and have those yep. moments with kids and things like that um, and if you, even if you're younger and you want to see some really just awesome shit around VR and things like that, this is going to be fantastic for you as well. So uh, lots of reasons to like the film. You know, I can see why it got some high ratings on yes. um, Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. Yep. But those are my opinions. That's what I'm sticking by. Um, like I said, uh, definitely definitely worth the time in the, in the film. But if you've read those books, you're a huge fan of the books. It's, it's going to be tough to watch. It's going to be tough to watch. Yeah. Have lots of drinks prior, and then it won't be so bad.
0: Well, but we, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to go watch Quiet Place. I'm going to go watch Quiet yeah. Place and uh, go have a nice steak. Um, it's going to be great. Highly recommended. We'll watch a, a movie tomorrow. I'm going to watch one probably on Sunday. So I'll be right back up, and we'll be back with you here in a couple weeks Absolutely. to review— fantastic world of movies and film and you know what I've enjoyed the ride so far we're one fourth the way through it
1: quarter of the way through the year quarter way through yeah. the movies it's really exciting it's been a blast and then remember if you guys have anything you want to share hit us up on our twitter uh at quest for movies and if you guys want to join in the conversation hit us up on that quest for movies man we have a ton of fun on there with everybody who's out there thank you for all the five star reviews as well we really can't thank you guys enough for liking commenting sharing um and not letting us quest alone this has been a really fun kind of thing to do with b here with bcon like i've been having a ton of fun with him talking movies yeah and having a blast with them. Um, And I want to keep having that fun with you guys as well. So keep sharing. Let us know what you guys really like. Let us know what you thought of Ready Player One. Uh, I I think it's going to be a hot subject for a lot of people who've read the book. So let us know what you thought about that. And more than anything, um, thank you for watching. Thank you for liking, subscribing um all those wonderful things please remember like i said i'm the big papa matt you can follow me on malice-corp.com or my twitter handle at the big papa matt uh also check out the new brand new podcast coming comics for all on malice cast as well that's going to be a ton of fun on top of that as well as the nerd mosh pit another malice core family of brand podcast and B,
0: where can everybody find you yeah, by the way, Nerd Mosh Pit is my guilty pleasure, my guilty <laughs> pleasure. I love listening to, to you, Kenny, and, and Nick talk, man. It is the conversation that you wish you could join. It is such a good, fun, fun time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at VCon underscore Malice um, Yeah. You can also send us an email. Like, if you just want to, like, if you if you can't fit it into a Twitter, like, shoot us an email, and that's uh, – quest for 100, 100 movies quest for 100 movies at gmail.com we'll have the links down below
1: absolutely and thank you to mess with you One Fifty for all the help and producing all that good stuff as well we can't thank you enough buddy we appreciate it um and other than that we once again thank you all so much for your time the love the support we really do appreciate it and until next time yeah
0: friends don't let friends quest alone peace
1: then let us be rid of it once and for all it's a dangerous
0: business Frodo going out your door you step onto the road and if you don't keep your feet there's no knowing where you might be swept off to bye bye boys have
1: fun storming the castle
0: think it'll work
1: it would take a miracle bye -bye.